When something happens to your kitchen, you might say, This is ludicrous. But that won't fix your home. That will only get you the rapper, Ludicrous. Having trouble? Don't panic. Don't be alarmed. You need to file a claim? Holler at State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. That's right. You can file a claim on the app or call us. Thanks, Mr. Chris. No matter how ludicrous the situation, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois. Gotta walk the dogs, school drop-off, meetings from 10 to 3, take kids to soccer practice, then... There goes the extra time for a jog. (sighs) That's okay. Maybe next week. When everyone else relies on you, it's easy to put your needs last. Therapy is a dedicated time to focus on what you need to be happy. So you can show up for yourself the way you do for others. BetterHelp offers convenient online therapy on your schedule. It's the same professional service you'd get from an in-person therapist, but with the option to communicate when and how you want by chat, phone, or video call. Go to their site and fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Find more balance with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com. Walk the dogs, school drop-off, meetings from 10 to 3, take kids to soccer, then no time left for a jog. When everyone else is relying on you, it's easy to put your needs last. BetterHelp connects you with a licensed therapist online, so you can show up for yourself the way you do for others. Find more balance with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp.com. It's the first time in this podcast history I've ever doing this. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in. New episode, Music is a Love Language. I'm your host, Clint Coley. Shit, nigga, I learned so much on the last episode that, I mean, why not? I I guess let's further the conversation, right? right, right? right. Um, And here's what I want to ask. So with 80s R&B or 80s being pop, Mm -hmm. there's no 80s R&B. Like with there being no 80s R&B, I want to ask you, now you're coming into the 90s, mm-hmm. right? And now you are emerging on the scene, right? Mm-hmm. Take me through, let's talk about, take me through why 90s R&B is, mm-hmm. is, is not pop in so much R&B, right. right? And give me your part in what you play or you feel you played in that. I think that was around the time, well, I don't think, that was yeah. around the time when <laughs> hip-hop was starting to... Become the dominant genre. No, it wasn't Not dominant, dominant, but yet, it was like a big... But it was starting to, they were starting to fuse together. Yes. And hip-hop is this, is born of the same things that mm-hmm. soul music mm-hmm. and blues and all that stuff mm-hmm. came from. And then people were starting to sample old blues and old R&B records mm-hmm. and old soul records. Mm-hmm. And that kind of brought the soul back in. Mm-hmm. And then you had the emergence of real R&B, real soul music because right, of it. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Um, and so you got you got Guy mm-hmm. was out. Uh, Jodeci was out. Mm-hmm. Um, Boyz II Men was out. Mm-hmm. It was just getting to be, it was starting to go that way. Mary came out. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then it started, they started that could work mm-hmm. because it wasn't traditional R&B. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It had, it was hip hop infused. Mm-hmm. And in which all of that started from the mixtapes in New York, mm. Kid Capri and Ron G. So, and then they, was they putting R and B on their mixtapes back then? 
what they did was, and everybody had it. I think, I don't want to say the wrong name. I think it was Kid Capri. Mm-hmm. He had the instrumental of um, Stephanie Mills, something in the way you make, make me. me feel. Mm-hmm. And he, he had that instrumental. Mm-hmm. And he had a, a hip-hop beat under it. And niggas went crazy. And then that's that's where hip hop soul started. Was that mix everybody in New York had that mixtape. Wow. Every they would and then they started doing it a Do lot. Do you remember what it was called? Or like the mixtape was called? Or no, but I can hit Kid Capri and ask him. Please do like yeah. you know what now that I, and, and it also let's let's really talk about that too, right? Like you talk of hip hop soul and Kid Capri, like you know, so now the Solar Soul came out and that did the same thing. That it was all part of that same movie. Wow. Yep. Damn. That's when all of that started. So now let me tell me when you when you arrive on the scene. When do you arrive on the scene? What are you doing first? And then take me through to like you get to your first album and you know being a part of hip hop because like let's be real right like touch me tease me is a hip hop soul right. record. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, when I was I was just making all kind of stuff because I didn't know what I wanted to make, mm-hmm. and so I was I started doing demos and stuff in like ninety. 90, 91, something like that. Mm-hmm. First, first demo I ever did, Kyle West did it for me. Um, mm-hmm. So we did it in his living room. Um, and so I'm just making records, making records, and then now uh, these demos are these are like your original songs, or are you or you yeah covering? these original songs. No, nah, okay. nah, none of them were covers. Okay. Um, and so I was just making making stuff. If you would put them all together, you'd mm-hmm. realize that none of them go together. But like <laughs> I was I was just making records. You know right, what I mean? right, right, right. Um, I went through a phase where I was in a group. It was a it, we was a duo me and my man um, Brian. How's he doing these days? He's straight. What happened was we were under the same management company as a group called La Day. La Day. Yeah. Right. La Day. Wherever you are. Yeah, that's my people right here. Your flowers. And what happened was they had a record deal. Okay, La Day had a record deal, and we didn't. Okay. And one of their members got kicked out, and so Brian they wanted me and him to join La Day. I was like, yeah, I'm, I don't want to join a group. Yeah. So my man Brian like. I mean, we we friends for real friends, like mm-hmm. brothers. So he was like, yo, would you be upset if I joined the group? Because, you know, they had a record there. I'm like, nah. I'm like, respect. Yeah, you yeah, want to get that money. Yeah. yeah, hell yeah, I want you to. Yeah. And so he did that. So now I'm on my own again. And you re- and real quick, you rather be on your own. It is because it, it seems like to me it's like that that you know how like a nigga invites you out and then they cancel plans at the last minute. Like nigga, I ain't want to go anyway. Like yes, nah. At like, that point, like, that yeah, is- you want me to join lockdown? Go join lockdown, nah. motherfucker. Nah, you know what? At that point, I didn't know what it was that I wanted to do. I knew mm-hmm. I didn't want to join a, a being a five man group. I knew I didn't want to do. Yeah, that. Fact. yeah, 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 yeah. And so that's too many niggas. That's too many. Yes, yeah, that, yeah, that's too much. Like if there was like a comedy, I would never want to be in a comedy group. Like I would and never want five of y'all. Yeah, the yeah, most I could do is a trio, like TLC. Yeah, you know, uh, you would Run DMC, Tribe. Right. Well, even though Tribe Quest is really four, but you know, Droby, whatever. No diss, but <laughs> no, but it's like nobody, nobody. If Droby's not at the concert, I'm not mad. Like you didn't notice. I mean, I just, didn't, like, <laughs> I just, it's like it's cool. Like if Droby's yeah. not there, I'm all right. And yeah, I think it, he knows that. Like, and I like Droby. Like, but I've never heard Droby like. I think I heard Jerome rap once. Listen, man. I don't know. When I hear my favorite track. It was one joint, right? Okay. Listen, he don't say you're on point, Jerome, all the time, Fife. No, niggas. He might have been late that day. point. He might have been late that day. You don't know. Niggas was beefing that day. (laughs) Niggas was beefing that day. But I get it, yeah. But you didn't want to be the five-man group. And so so now I'm like, okay, now what am I going to make? And I just started just making stuff and see what, Mm -hmm. you know, what was what. Mm -hmm. And then I signed to a production company um, called Spoil Rotten. Okay. And they had um, 
ideas about what I should be making. Mm-hmm. I wasn't defined enough in what I wanted to make mm-hmm. to really push back. Mm-hmm. And so, um, <laughs> Leo Cohen was like, I want a fucking R&B singer who fucking, he'll go rob you after the, he did, he, he wanted to, he, I swear to God. He was like, he, he was looking for. This is funny, I'm looking at you now, like, you look like you robbing. It's you hilarious. <laughs> no, it's hilarious because. You got an all black. What he was looking for, I took the hood off to make myself more accessible. But when we get outside. But no, the nigga, right. he, he wanted, he wanted basically. Uh, RB Def Jam. Yeah. It's Def Jam. So he yeah. wanted, not like these other yeah. dressed up. That's what he was looking for. Right. And then, so he wanted to sign me. Now at this point, I'm still. Now, how did they even know about you in the first place? You making noise in the city, or no? They through the through the production company. Okay, the production company. And they, okay. and they made it known that they that's what they was looking for. The problem with that was that with me not knowing exactly what I wanted to make, uh-huh. now you got the production company's hands in it mm-hmm. and Def Jam's hands in it, mm-hmm. and now you stuck. Yeah, you know what I mean, like yeah. And so that was that was my biggest problem with my first album. Like, and plus I don't hear. Up tempo music very mm-hmm. well. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, I, was like, I had that. I don't know. Like, just, just a ballad. I can tell you right away if it's dope. Yeah, touch me, tease me. I had to go around the studio for like three days. Like, that. so let's let's talk about that because that's. I mean, that technically came out before your album, if I'm not mistaken, right? Touch yeah. me, tease me was on the Nutty Professor. Nutty Professor. But yeah. the funny shit, that wasn't supposed to be my first single. Russell signed me off of a song that Faith Evans wrote for me called "Don't Be Afraid." Wow. And that was it for like a year. And then somebody had the bright idea to fuck up and let him hear Touch Me, Tease Me. And they just pulled the plug. And it's like, we put that out. But that wasn't even the plan. Now, why didn't you think it was? Now, let me ask you, as you're recording Touch Me, now take me through that process, right? Like, give me how the song came about. Like, what even made, because again, you said you don't hear up-tempo music very yeah, well. So yeah. I'm trying to figure out now, if you're saying you don't hear up-tempo music very well, you hearing the beat, doom, doom. Yeah, I love the beat. Doom, but I doom, like. Nah, I'm like. I ain't, I'm like, I'm, I'm gonna say it the best I can. Yeah. But I'm like, not like, yeah, come on. Like, cause I don't fucking know. <laughs> yeah, come on. Like, for real, you know what I'm saying? And so we all sitting in there okay. in the studios. Um, Who's we all? Uh, it's me. I got pictures of us in the studio doing that shit too. I got a picture of me and Foxy in the booth. I had a 40 in my hand and we was laughing about some other shit, but. Who, so who was the other shit? <laughs> when something happens to your kitchen, you might say, This is ludicrous. But that won't fix your home. That will only get you the rapper, Ludacris. Having trouble? Don't panic. Don't be alarmed. You need to file a claim? Holla at State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. That's right. You can file a claim on the app or call us. Thanks, Mr. Chris. No matter how ludicrous the situation, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois. No, no, it was, no we, <laughs> we were laughing about some other shit, nigga. No, was, was, she nah. was what it in aquariums for real, for real. No, 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 no. we had a. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. No, nah, we had. It was me, uh, Kenny Smooth, who produced the record. Um, mm. Foxy was there. Mary was there. Mm. Um, our manager, Misa, at the time. That's a crazy and then, ass. Uh, and we just all sat in there, and Mary wrote most of the song, and then when we got there that night, mm-hmm. we all. Got together and finished it. Okay. So, because we recorded on uh, Christmas Eve, 1995. Okay. You recorded it Christmas Eve, 1995. Yeah. Christmas Eve, wow. 1995. Now, Foxy wrote her verse or? Yeah, she came in. Okay. Now, before her, we were like, um, we need to get a rap on it. It was like, but it needed to be a female. So, we went through the long list of. Kim, of course. Yeah, we went. But it's well, like, Kim nah, I need to be something different. And then it mm-hmm. occurred to somebody that Foxy's on the same label. And she was just get. And so, like, we went through Left Eye. 
Um, Kim, we 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 was just who, going through. Who, if if Foxy's not on the record, right? If you had to pick any woman rapper at that time, right? Now again, you just found out Latif. Uh, I don't know. I told you yesterday. Right, right, right. Latif is my right. cousin. I don't think she does a record like that. I don't think I could afford to pay her to do a record like that. Good is. <laughs> let's start there. Let's let's start there. I couldn't afford her anyway. So that that, that name never even came up. So that. Yeah, that. <laughs> and that's what living single was yeah, out. It's yeah. hot too. That name never came up. That name. I just can't imagine the, her on that record. To though, the point where Left Eye's name came up before hers, and she was hot as fish grease at the top. Right, but she was in that space of she needed the she money. She was kind of breaking away. Yeah, she was. Yeah, yeah. and so <laughs> Latifah, I, that name never came. All up. right, so but yeah, if, who, who would you have wanted on if it wasn't Foxy? Of course, Foxy's perfect. You know, for the record, you know, not to me and my right, 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 right. If you take if you take her off, who you who you replace her with at the top? A female rapper. Female rapper. And if you could give me a male rapper, you to replace her with Big. <sighs> they would have killed that. Big would have killed that. But Big had just did. Can't you see? And damn, he did a year before. Yeah. And then he was about to. He had just did only you, and they came out at the same time as Touch Me Tease Me. So he wasn't gonna do that. Big would have killed that. Can you imagine that? Matter of fact, can he, you imagine that? You don't really have to, because remember, he went back and he sampled PSK on his second album and, and rhymed up. B.I.G. is making that yeah, clear. Damn. Because we talked about it. He was like, I'd have killed that shit for you. I'm like, nigga. Damn. Damn. Yeah. No, because we talked about it. We, that's we crazy. About it. Yeah, that's that's right. So you, all right, so, so Tuscan couldn't afford that nigga neither, though. <laughs> and we weren't friends at that time. Right, so. facts, facts. Yeah, I'm like. So let me ask you, all right, so now Christmas Eve 1995, mm -hmm. song is done. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? They don't put it out yet, but they, they in within the label, mm -hmm. everybody's like, nah, this the record. And they be like, why and did you let them hear this? Because mm -hmm. the plan was to put the other one. Mm -hmm. That would have went on the soundtrack. And then Touch Me, Tease Me would have been the first single from my album. And your album made takes a whole different trajectory. So a whole different story. Right. Damn. Like, who's the genius that let... And you know, once Russell Simmons hears some shit, it's over. No, I, yeah, yeah. In fact, it's over. That nigga came down to the video shoot. I had this whole, I was like, yo, I had the stylist. I was like, yo, you know what niggas ain't got? I want you to make me a leather army suit. He's like, that's a dope idea. So he made it for me. You know, it's crazy. I'm thinking about a leather army suit in my head. I hate it. Nah, <laughs> nigga. Like, the fuck? No, because niggas have done it since then. Right. The yeah. shit is dope. Yeah. But. In 95. Right. <laughs> right, right, right. right, right. Or 96. Like. No, but here's the funny shit. I had to make me some leather sweats, too. That, that was fucking together. dope. But hey, no, but let me tell you the funny shit. And then 10 years later, Kanye did it and niggas went crazy over it. It's Kanye. It was me first, nigga. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm about to say Soldier Boy this nigga. I was the first nigga. I'm the first nigga. Yeah. <laughs> but Bye, but anyway, so Brett Ratner was directing the video for yeah. Touch Me Teaser. Mm -hmm. And I went and changed it to it. He was like, nah, I don't want you to wear that. So we going at it for like an hour. Now, if anybody know Russell Simmons, it's hard to get him on the phone or anywhere for... Mm -hmm. Nigga, I turned around. This nigga's walking in the door, still on the phone. Mm -hmm. He's like, "Yeah, you, you can't fucking wear this. You look like you about to do delirious." That's hilarious. I'm like, "Yo, he had a, he had a, <laughs> and I know his voice. Too. Yeah, 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 yeah." So that's funny. Yeah. Okay, song now comes out. Right. How do you feel now because of the reception it's getting? Now I'm like, "Yeah, I knew that shit was the yeah, but, yeah, I ain't know that shit." And then does Chris Rock special help the song? 
Because I remember. I remember he came out to it. I can't nigga, remember which one, but he came out to touch brain, me, tease me. Let me tell you something, Case. I used to come out on stage to touch me, tease me because of that. Tommy Davidson did too. I used to. Yeah. Be, I used to. Chris Rock's Bring the Pain special. Was that it? Bring the Pain? It was Bring the Pain. Okay. One of the hardest. Like, literally, I on my special that's coming out soon, right? Um, <laughs> no, my special. No, but for real though, like, literally, it, like, I remember live. Come from Washington D.C. Doom, doom. Like I remember that. It is a, it's a, it's bro. It's a moment, bro. I couldn't remember what it's special a it moment, was man. Yeah. yeah. All right. So now, I don't know if it helped or not. Actually, I mean, and the funny shit, I don't think it's on there anymore. Yes, it is. It is. Yes, the fuck. It I was is. trying to show it to my so daughter. I can show you right now. Oh, and I, I didn't see it. I was probably classic. looking at the wrong. You got shit. a classic song on a classic special. Yeah, I remember that shit. I was like, you got, like, you got, you, nigga made it, nigga, nigga. You move the job, hey. You you the reason why I come out the shit like that, my nigga. Like, come on, dog. But once that happened, okay. Um, then we start going back and forth after touch me, tease me because now I really don't have a leg to stand on because mm -hmm. that record was big, right? And then I didn't want to I didn't want to put that one out first anyway, mm -hmm. and I'm still trying to figure out the game, and then I'm falling out with the production company. Mm -hmm. So for the second album, some shit got shifted around and they was like, just do whatever you want. And then that's when I started to figure and out what it is. this personal though. conversation. And that's some personal conversation. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Now, this is the last thing we're going to get up. How much time we got? It says on the camera. How much does it say? Uh, I don't know. Just look at the bottom. It just says say the time. 15.50. All right. Let me do, put your hand up when we're at 25, please. 25. Okay. Yeah. Um... So now, so this is, I'm going to ask you this last and then we can, we can, mm -hmm. we can, we can go ahead. So now I need to know now your, your record, uh, uh, happily ever after. Mm -hmm. Take me through how that comes about. Because um, again, we talking about hip hop, big hip hop right. record. You, you, you know what I'm saying? Right, right, right. Now you about to, you really like, bro, I'm going to tell you this. This, it, this is the impact you don't know that you have sometimes as an artist. It's at 25? No, mm. when it's at 25 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's a, that was fucking awesome. <laughs> that's a, that, that, I was like, that's a fast ass 25 minutes, G. Like, I'm like, that's the end? <laughs> like, Janet Jackson, yeah, that's, Janet the end? Jackson <laughs> that's the end? You know what I mean? All right, but here we go. Let's go back. Five, four, three, two, one. So now I want to know, you know, this last question I want to ask you. Mm -hmm. How does Happily Ever After come out? And here's the thing. I don't, I, I'm going to tell you something from a child's perspective. Because when I was, when that came out, I was about 12, right? right. What year was it? Like 98? It was 98? 99. 99. So Valentine's I'm 12. Day 99. Okay. okay. So I'm 11 turning 12. Right. When I tell you that you probably have a memory, we used to be on the phone with a young lady, mm -hmm. right? And y'all talking late at night, blah, blah, <laughs> yeah. blah. And it's like, yeah, this is how I feel about you. Boom, right? <laughs> and as you playing some Luther or some shit like right, that, right, right. I don't know. Nigga, I was the guy who was on the phone with a lady. We have to have to play Nigga. You made a mixtape. I said, I said, <laughs> baby, this how I feel about you. Guess what I did? Like, nigga, and I didn't do funny. shit that day. Right, you know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah. Like, so I say that to say, that record made me feel something mm -hmm. that I didn't even, I didn't know what love was. Right. I didn't really know what, right. you know, but I knew I liked what that That's sounded like, like. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Well, see, um, for me, my whole goal in making music was mm -hmm. to make music that, I wanted people to listen to my music 20, 30 years later, the way that my parents 
would listen to Motown and mm-hmm. my grandmother used to make us all we had to know everything mm-hmm. Ray Charles and mm-hmm. everything James Brown I wanted mm-hmm. to have that type of music mm-hmm. and so um Faded Pictures was the first single from Personal Conversation. Yeah, I remember then, that. And so next we already talked about it. No, 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 no. Yeah. But, but Chris, <laughs> yeah. Chris Henderson had the record, mm-hmm. and it was um, it was a duet. Mm-hmm. Um, Happily Ever After was a duet, and I'm like, mm. I could see that being a duet, though. Yeah, yeah, but I didn't like it, mm-hmm. and I'm like, yeah, we could do it, but I, it got, I got to change it. So then I went and I changed stuff that I wanted to change, added stuff to the bridge, mm-hmm. and just did it. Now that I knew right away, I was like, yeah, I know what that is. So you knew immediately. I knew immediately. I knew when I heard the demo because I I already heard mm-hmm. what I yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, you you probably in the like you in the booth like nigga no nah, this fire yeah I, yeah yeah I already knew I was like yo come on let's go now like, yeah, <laughs> let's look. go now <laughs> yeah you know and they'd be like all right one second no come on just push push yeah, play nigga yeah, yeah right 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 now with that are there any songs you told us on the last podcast that love you better was originally for you mm-hmm. right. Is there any songs that were originally for you that either you turned down? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you know I mean. Oh, man. Uh, yeah, that you give me, hey, come on, man. I need one story like that and we out. I got two, but I told you give one. Me two, give I me two. I told you one yesterday, so. Well, but, okay, what was that? Someone to Love You. Oh, yeah, Someone to Love You. Yes, yeah, yes. Corey yes. Rooney, he, he was in the studio. He's like, yes, I forgot I wrote a song for you, so he's playing it on the piano and singing it. It mm-hmm. wasn't finished. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to do it because it was, um, I thought it sounded too much like Faded Pictures. Mm-hmm. Now, me and Montel Jordan, is real cool, right? So Nigga, Montel was like, me. I wrote this song for you and I want you to do it. Like for months he was talking about it. And I forgot like, y'all on the same label. Yeah. Damn. And I'm like, I don't want to do this song. It sounds too pop. We did. We went back and forth for months, months, months. Anyway, the song is Incomplete by Cisco. He was like, I wrote it for you, yo. You need to, I'm, then after it came out, I was like, <sighs> but I didn't want it. It sounded too pop to me. I mean, it is a pop record. I'm not mad that you turned it down incomplete, though. Yeah. I'm not I mean, mad at that. I'm, you should And I wrote another song on that album, so I'm good anyway. You said I'm good anyway. Yeah, I wrote a song on that same Cisco album, so. Not I didn't thaw, even, one of the Thaw song, right? Nah, I don't write about draws. <laughs> I don't write about draws. Which one did you write? Um, How Can I Love You? Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. You see, now, that one is, the draws is off. See, yeah, on that song. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's my wheelhouse. So now you, you talk about writing the shit, right? Like, all right, dog, like, give me something. Give me a pen, John. What's the, uh, you know, I know you wrote Usher. Your first, oh, he told me about his first check yesterday when he wrote for Usher. He wrote, wrote oh, when I got rich? For $4,000. 4, I was so rich. <laughs> <laughs> Nigga, they sent me that check for $4,000. i am like, what? Who you talking to? <laughs> like, he's talking with that to? shit. <laughs> I buy everything in here. <laughs> Wait, how much is it? I'll be back. I'll be <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. But no, um, give me a, give me a, give me a, give me some pen joint. Like, like, do you like, let me ask you this. How do you like, do you like writing? Yeah. 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 Just, I just got to be in the mood. Yeah. I feel I just got to be in the mood. Um, uh, what did we write? Ecstasy Jones for Drew Hill. Mm-hmm. Um, I know I'm forgetting something. It looked like on Def Jam, y'all were just like passing song around at the time too. Like, and when I say passing them around, it was just like, oh, I could write this, but like, yo, this sounds good for. Well, no, actually, a lot of times it would just be um, a song that you was like. Me and Nokio used to go in the studio, get like a a, a, a case of Hennessy, and just stay in there for like a week, and we just we just be writing. You and Nokio sat in the. Yeah, we just sitting there. We just we would stay in the hip factory for a week. We sleep on the floor. Then eventually go home. But we just just be making shit constantly. Damn, so. damn dog. 
Look, man, I told you I'm glad you came through. We don't really do, you know, a, a, a wind down episode to the one we had, but I think that, you know, knowing that 80s was popping, knowing that now 90s R&B is just a thing, right? Yeah. And, like, the fact that y'all really just basically it, it cultivated from, you know, were y'all tired of pop as R&B um, artists? Or, like, or you coming of age in the, in the early 90s, late 80s, early 90s? I wasn't tired of it because I, I listen to all type of music. Mm -hmm. I listen to heavy metal. Mm -hmm. I listen to pop. I listen to Beatles, mm -hmm. all type of stuff. So yeah. I, I wasn't tired of it. I just knew it wasn't what I needed to make. Yeah. Like it, it didn't move me enough to make it. I can understand I mean? that. So. I can understand that. All right, man. Well, I ain't, we, that's, a, that's all we got, man. We talked out. You know, go, go. If you like this episode, rewind it, nigga. Yeah, yeah. You know, share the podcast, man. Uh, Case, again, you said you got a new album coming out. Don't have a date yet. We still okay. mix it. So okay. I just I just pretty much finished. Hey, man, so. I want to hit the album first, motherfucker. I, I got you. I want to hit the album first. I got you. I right? got you. Shit. But yeah, man, thank y'all for listening, man. Thank Again, Case, thank you for coming on. My brother. Thank y'all for laughing. This podcast is over.
What's good, y'all? It's Aaliyah from The Young and Dumb Show. I have something for you. If you're young and interested in learning more about different careers, becoming an entrepreneur, and really get into the bag, then be sure to check out and subscribe to The Young and Dumb Show. On this show, we sit down with the biggest, and I'm talking the biggest, career professionals, entrepreneurs, influencers, and entertainers to break down how to be successful in different industries. It's brought to you exclusively by the Revolt Podcast Network, anchored in hip-hop, powered by creators. Let's get it, y'all.
Gotta walk the dogs, school drop-off, meetings from 10 to 3, take kids to soccer practice, then... There goes the extra time for a jog. (sighs) That's okay. Maybe next week. When everyone else relies on you, it's easy to put your needs last. Therapy is a dedicated time to focus on what you need to be happy. So you can show up for yourself the way you do for others. BetterHelp offers convenient online therapy on your schedule. It's the same professional service you'd get from an in-person therapist, but with the option to communicate when and how you want, by chat, phone, or video call. Go to their site and fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Find more balance with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com.
When something happens to your kitchen, you might say, This is ludicrous. But that won't fix your home. That will only get you the rapper, Ludicrous. Having trouble? Don't panic. Don't be alarmed. You need to file a claim? Holler at State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. That's right. You can file a claim on the app or call us. Thanks, Mr. Chris. No matter how ludicrous the situation, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois.